0: Starting is the hardest part, and that has never been more true than on an average homeschool day. Hi, I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to Simply Convivial. Homeschool days are tricky to get moving on the right foot. In a minute, I'm gonna share a story about a typical homeschool morning when all my kids were under 10. And there were mornings like that more often than I would like to admit. But it is true that how we get the day started matters for the rest of the day. And if we can learn a few little tips and tricks that help us to begin the day not by nagging or yelling or dawdling and procrastinating ourselves. Our whole homeschool day will be so much more fruitful and faithful, even if it does still get derailed. So let's talk about how to be intentional and strategic about how we start our homeschool days. Let's dig in. At the time, I had a baby and a preschooler and someone who ought to be taught how to read. But there was also a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. I'd tell them to go get dressed, planning on starting school after they came back downstairs. I'd load the dishwasher, wipe the counter, start a load of laundry, change a diaper, or remonstrate with a preschooler. I'd look up, and it had been 30 minutes, yet none of my sons had descended the stairs. So up I would ascend. I cracked open the door to their room and understood the situation at a glance. Pajamas half off, day clothes on the floor, when one had sat down to put a leg through the leg hole of his pants, his eyes had fallen on Calvin and Hobbes, conveniently left open on the floor. There he was, mid-process of getting dressed, paused, poring over the comic book. And his brother was playing with Legos, of course. So we were already 30 minutes beyond our scheduled school day start, and my students were not even dressed. We began our day with me dragging everyone along, and that's how the day seemed to continue also. Sound familiar? Yes, this was more than one morning at our house. Over the years, as the children grew, the specifics changed, but the temptation was always there for each one of us. Procrastination. When there are three or five or seven people each procrastinating in their own way, it can seem impossible to get a day running reliably. In fact, it is impossible. But we also can't overcome procrastination, ours or our students, by nagging, yelling, or forcing. Indeed, such tactics actually increase everyone's tendency to procrastinate. There's no doubt about it, starting is the hardest part. So what can we do about it? We can make starting easier. We can set a good example, and we can recognize the obstacles. First, make starting easier. As humans, we and our children will always tend toward the path of least resistance. The path that is good and right and true will always require effort. And we wimp out easily. We'll never be able to make the right thing to do totally effortless. But we can reduce the obstacles and increase our momentum to get the team moving onward and upward. However, if we aren't intentional about gearing ourselves and everyone else up for the task, we'll find that we're fighting ourselves and everyone instead. So increase the familial momentum by not allowing free time until after school, by offering an incentive at the starting line, and by making the day's plan clear. It's hard to get everyone together, ready to go on an average homeschool morning, but we can make it harder on ourselves by allowing the morning to get derailed before it's even begun. We try to squeeze in another chapter of our book, a phone call, or a load of laundry. The kids aren't bothering us, so we delay the start of school to enjoy our morning. Of course, mom isn't bugging the kids, and so they too are doing whatever seems right in their own eyes. Thus, in order to start school, we have to interrupt and interfere with each other's business, stopping the fun, ending the enjoyment of a moment, and no one likes it. Instead, we need as a family To be briskly moving from waking up to breakfasting to making preparations to schoolwork. Free time, enjoying the moment, is a reward that comes after work. Business before pleasure. Neither kids nor mom should begin free time activities until lunch break or the completion of a checklist. By starting the day briskly in the morning, using the same pattern morning after morning, we will increase our momentum. It will take vigilance and discipline, but as everyone comes to accept it after practice, they will give attention to their schoolwork more readily because that will become the key to getting free time. And then there's that homeschool morning snack. Now, school time itself is not free time, but that doesn't mean it has to be a drag, a downer, a disappointment. We can increase our morning consistency and momentum by adding a bit of pleasure to the work itself. One year, I allowed my students a cup of tea with unsupervised spoonfuls of sugar, I admit, with their math. If they finished their chores and were starting their math by 8.15 in the morning. At 8.15 or 8.20, the tea stuff was off limits. This made my boys self-motivated to get their cup of tea so that math time was more enjoyable. The morning treat doesn't even have to involve sugar. Perhaps the morning treat is starting with singing or a favorite read aloud beginning with something that everyone looks forward to can help kick the motivation and momentum into gear. The other thing that helps our homeschool mornings get started with momentum is when we communicate the plan clearly. Sometimes our kids dawdle and resist the schedule because it feels like a never-ending workday to them. They don't have any hope of free time, so they're trying to grab it wherever and whenever they can. If we communicate clearly with our kids, preferably with a written, visible-to-all plan, then we can show them how their free time is dependent upon their own work ethic. Plus, such commitments remind us as moms not to pile on as much work as we can. There should be clear, finite amounts of work to do each day. When that work is satisfactorily done, then free time can be truly enjoyed as free rather than stolen. The faster and the better the work is done, the more free time can be had. Such is the natural consequence of a strong work ethic a virtue that we do want to be encouraging in our kids and in ourselves. But a work ethic only kicks into gear when the work to do is clearly laid out. If we want to start our school days with momentum, we need a written, clear checklist available so that the work to be done is defined and specific. Two we need to set a good example. One reason we get frustrated with our kids for dawdling and delaying is that we're already frustrated with ourselves for the same thing. We deflect our frustration with ourselves onto the kids because they're easier to blame. But if we were getting started with energy and clarity ourselves, we would be leading them to do the same. Leadership is our job as homeschool moms. If we want the kids to start the day without dawdling, to start the day with energy and purpose, then that begins with us. We gear up and then we invite and require our children to join us. But we set the tone and the pace. The most important way that we as moms set the tone is to repent, rejoice, repeat. And that's what we are all about here at Simply Convivial. Because moms shouldn't approach life scattered, scrambling, and stressed. Simply Convivial continuing education gives moms a makeover in their attitudes, habits, and plans so that we can handle life with cheerful confidence. If that sounds like something that you need, head to simplyconvivial.com and click the green enroll button to learn more about Simply Convivial Continuing Education, where we apply our motto, repent, rejoice, repeat to all of life.